Welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light Podcast. It's We're your back. boy, Jackson. <laughs> it's here live. Us. We're back. From Los Angeles, California. Okay. Everybody say hey. I was truly not expecting Lauren to say anything, so the fact that I got something, that's a win. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Alrighty, so this is the Greenlight Podcast, as Yay! Lauren said, and now Lauren's going to explain to you what we do here. Well, we read <laughs> unproduced plays and screenplays and interview the awesome people who write them. And that is what we did today. That is what we did. Yeah, we actually just finished an interview with our writer of the week, Egidio Kunkes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he wrote, he submitted a couple pilots to us. Yes, um, he did. And we are reading an excerpt of part one of a children's animated series pilot called Micro Pioneers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this script is so fun. We're really excited to bring this to you today. Yeah, it um, is. We did our script recording yesterday. Mm -hmm. We did, and it went super well. Now, I'll say this for all of you listening. <laughs> it was, we, we have had a bit of trouble, um, we have had with our some audio, audio equipment. Issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not with Lauren and I here, as hopefully you were hearing us clear as day right now, <laughs> but, um, we, we've had a bit of issue just with, with phone calls stuff yes like that. Which, which normally we're able to just plug my phone into the board for some reason that's messing up now we don't know why because we really haven't changed what we're doing yeah so uh we're gonna do some experimentation on that etc but yeah. but yeah we've I, been recording um ourselves over the same mics we always use yes. and everyone else over zoom you yes. can record individual tracks on zoom um, and we think it, it's turning out pretty well, but if anything yeah. sounds a little different, that's why. <laughs> Just know. But I also say that to say editing's going to be hard. Like I haven't edited yet, obviously, because we're still doing this, but I know it's going to be hard. So please have mercy <laughs> on me. Please. Also, if you want to support me in my editing <laughs> <laughs> endeavors, yes, uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon, please. Yeah. Um, um we're actually way. going to be doing a, our first green lit of well, our first green lit of the year, as yeah. a matter of fact. Uh, we'll be doing that this weekend. Austin Powers won the vote. Yes, it did. Um, a few of our patrons vote. It's funny. So you know, <laughs> I know that uh, our housemate Nick, producer Nick, voted. Yes. I know that Jackson's dad, who will remain unnamed, voted. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, on Patreon, we can't see who voted. Yeah. I, I only know they voted because they interacted with our Facebook post. Yeah. One more of our patrons voted for Austin Powers that I don't know who it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you if did, you, give us a us shout know. out. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, we will be doing Austin Powers. We will probably, because um, Jackson's dad voted for The Wizard of Oz, so we might end up doing that uh, sometime in the next couple months as yeah. well. I'll have some stories for that. Oh, because yeah, because you were in The Wizard of Oz. I was in the original 1939. No, I'm kidding. No, no he wasn't. <laughs> I was in a production of <laughs> Wizard of Oz the musical in high school. Uh, really my first big lead, he I think. He was the Tin Man. I was the Tin Man. And it his was... school was bougie, so there was like a banner of him on the wall for it, years. Actually, it could still be up. Probably <laughs> not, but it, it very it very might possibly be up. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we might do that next week. But yes, this month it is going to be Austin Powers. You were yes. saying something before I cut you off. Yeah, so in addition to subscribing to our Patreon, lots of bonus content there. There is another way you can help the show rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we got yes. a new one, Jackson. Did we really? We did. We got a new Are you review serious? from Rose C. the Haitian Mama. 
Okay. Uh, she said, love it. I really enjoyed this podcast. The chemistry between you guys are amazing. So thank Aww. you so much. Yeah, we that's incredible. It. Thank you. Because I, I, you know, it was it was funny. We did uh, a bunch of reviews. We had a bunch of reviews at the beginning from a lot of our friends and just new listeners, whatever. We had a bit of a dry spell. Then we had, it picked up at one time when, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we just sent a call out for reviews. And it's been a while. So... Thank you so much for that kind review. We appreciate it. Yes. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, something you can do to help the show for free. Yes. Uh, follow our socials at TGL underscore pod, at Greenlight Pod on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, the first one was for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one more quick little housekeeping thing we want to talk about. Yes. So, like we mentioned, we've Wanna, been we're having sitting some... You, we're sitting you down at the kitchen table. Yeah. We're, we're having a talk <laughs> with all of you. Well, no, I mean, you don't have <laughs> to be worried. Yeah, you don't be worried. Sound like you should be worried. This is um, about us. <laughs> well, yeah, so like we mentioned, we've been having some audio issues, and we want to take some time to figure that out. But we also um, have been feeling like we, you know, to... How do I say this? Um, I don't know. Every single week when we do the show, um, it definitely does take a lot of work. So we yeah. think what we'd like to do, since, you know, we're learning at the same time as you guys about how all this podcast stuff works. Yeah. Um, we're wanting to divide our podcast into seasons. Yeah. So a lot of people do that. I mean, like, obviously TV shows do that. Um, and basically just say, okay, each season is 20 episodes and take just a brief break in between seasons. So, um, yeah. so you might notice, hey, wait a minute, this is episode 39. It's almost the end of a season. You are correct. So um, <laughs> if you are listening to this the day it came out, I have hopefully already renamed the episodes and successfully divided them into seasons. Um, so after this episode 40, we're going to take uh, just a, a brief two-week break uh-huh. to figure out whatever audio problems are going on, read a bunch of scripts, schedule a bunch of episodes, and just take mm-hmm. a little bit of a breather. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, to get all set for the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just just a little insight, uh, if, if you want to hear it about Lauren and our Lauren and mine lives, um, obviously we are both, uh, we both have jobs, you know, that yeah. we use to make money. <laughs> and then we also uh, have these podcasts, which we love. We have this one and we have the Who Is That podcast, which is great. Yeah, um, but like, especially with this one, because it is uh, just a, a pretty big time commitment if you get sure. a little behind in terms of, you know, I'm usually the one who screens the scripts. Yeah. Um, if I get a little bit behind, then, you know, you it's a slippery slope because we have a show that comes out every single week. Sure. And and in addition to that, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Lauren and I are also pursuing careers as actors, as you all know, because we this that's the reason why we do this podcast. So, you yeah. know, to have to have a lot of things demanding your attention at one time, it, it can be tough. And so we just wanna we just wanna make sure that this doesn't become like a chore for us because yeah. we love doing it. Exactly. And and we wanna make sure it doesn't overwhelm us so much that it uh it uh it takes the joy yeah. out of it. So this is a little self-care thing on our end. Yeah, um, exactly. However, we did want to let you know, because obviously we have, um, like, monthly Greenlit episodes, stuff like that, that yeah. releases on Patreon. We will still um, be doing that. That that will not be paused at all, regardless of when hiatus is happening. Yeah. And, you know, m- maybe, maybe, and I have or not discussed this, so I have not discussed this with Lauren, so she oh? might completely disagree, but maybe, you know, uh, in one of those two weeks, we could do, like, a ramble episode, just doing, like, a quick little detour. Yeah, talking you know, about talking detours. About, I yeah. would totally be open to that. Yeah, so if you want to keep hearing us, if you can't go a week without hearing Lauren and mine's <laughs> voices in your sweet sweet ears first of all who is that will still be happening yes well true but in addition to that if you want to subscribe to our patreon we would be forever indebted to you yeah so anyway thank you. um yeah so that's our whole spiel yeah. on that um, we love you all 
yeah, we love you guys so much. But now, shall we dive? We shall. Let's Into dive. Into our detours. Uh, Alrighty, this is a segment where we talk about something we've consumed the past week, whether no, no. it be a movie, a TV show, what, we both have TV shows? You have a movie? Mm-mm, you have, I have a, movie, a movie, I have a TV show. That's it for us. Um, I'll go first. Mine's okay. more Mine's more of the cheeseburger of today's episode, if you will. <laughs> The one that's kind of crazy considering mine is a children's movie. <laughs> yeah, but yours yours is a is a high know, quality is, children's yeah. movie. Alrighty. So uh we have, as you know, talked about reality television shows in the past. Most recently bleh, most recently, we have talked about the show Below Deck, which is yes. great. Uh I'm gonna do another competition reality show that we've sort of been watching on and off. We this is a show that is very great. If you just like want to turn your brain off at the end of the day and just turn something on and be like, ah, this is kind of nice. I will say though, you can only turn your brain off so much because they don't explain anything. That's true. <laughs> That's show. true. The show we're talking about is Forged in Fire. Forged in Fire is a TV show that came out in 2015 and is still running on TV. You can find one of I'm not sure exactly which season that we're watching on Netflix, but you could find a season of it on Netflix, which is what we have been watching. Uh, normally, it comes on. Oh, I didn't do my research. Look at Jackson not doing his research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it comes on a a network on TV as well. Um, <laughs> one of those networks. Yeah, exactly. I really can't find it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we've been watching it on Netflix. Fortune Fire is a competition show where four people come on that are bladesmiths and compete to make the best. It Typically the first round is a knife and the last round is a sword through a series of different challenges. So there are one, two, three, there are four different levels of challenges and a person gets eliminated in each level until I guess that would be three levels of challenges. One, two, yes. Before uh, one person is crowned the forged in fire champion so essentially you watch people at varying levels of Very skill wide variety of levels of blacksmithing skill you will have an ep- we had an episode actually where one person had four year or four i think it was four years of part-time experience and then you had another person who had 27 years of full-time bladesmithing experience. And well, you're like, why are they competing the together? And it doesn't even say how much experience they it have. It just says part-time so bladesmith. Just says part-time. And sometimes you can tell. Sometimes you can yeah. very well tell. But but no, th- th- this is a show that it's interesting, especially if you're interested in like just like sort of crafting shows. I feel like this would be kind of cool for oh, you. Because yeah. it's, it's something that's very unique from, I feel like, a lot of other things. Because, you know, you get a lot of cooking shows on TV. You have a lot of like, you know, woodworking or other type crafting shows on TV. You don't get a lot of bladesmithing stuff on TV, well, I feel really, like, truly, in my they, opinion. I feel like most of the bladesmiths, well, the only bladesmiths I've seen in person have been at the Ren Fair, or I yeah. know I went to this uh, Irish fest in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the only times I've seen the actual Irish bladesmiths. Fest. I feel like watching this, especially because they have to go to their home forge for one of the challenges. True. I yeah. feel like there is a pretty high uh, barrier of entry in yeah, terms sure. of, you know money yeah totally <laughs> i it, it is interesting because you definitely have to have a certain level of equipment to even sort of get started bladesmithing i guess and you know i we're, we're not super well versed on 
on these tools. I mean, m- my dad uh, does woodworking for a living, so I know yeah. sort of that world. Um, however, I don't know. Some of these machines seem a little more intense, but who knows? Maybe maybe it's not as big as we thought. But well, and it's interesting too because you know on the on the forge that's on the show, they have some pretty high tech stuff, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll go into their garage and they're like, "Uh, well, I don't have I'm a making do. <laughs> I don't have like an oven or whatever long enough to make this sword, so I'm just gonna stick two together and hope for the best, you know." Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, so there are, there, are, there are three hosts on this show. Um, David Baker, Doug Marqueda. Doug's the best. And then uh, yeah. it, it switches off, actually, between Ben Abbott and at least in our season. I actually think in other seasons, if you've watched it, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Uh, but Ben Abbott and Jay Nielsen, they sort of switch off as as judges. And also it is hosted by Will Willis. That is Will with one L. Yeah. That is Will with one L. Not to make fun of Will, but I'm going to make fun of Will. <laughs> okay. Um, this man looks like he, like, wanted to be Han Solo so bad. <laughs> like, he looks like, he thinks he's too cool to, Blade like, Spence. actually, you have I don't one know, hour. go to Comic-Con or something. <laughs> sure. But he just wants to be Harrison Ford so bad. Sure. Uh, anyway, it, that's it, all. It provides the show with a bit of charm. You know, everyone eh. provides the show with a bit of charm. Um, and, you know, it's it's I just I wish Doug just hosted TBH. I mean, Doug but... is great, but D- Doug technically has no knowledge of, like, forging. He's just a, a knife Neither specialist. Neither did Will before the show. Well, correct, but I mean, I, I just just saying in general. Sure. Um, so, yeah, this, this, is, this is a really interesting show. Um, it might not be for everyone. However, if you do like a, co- a good competition reality show, if you do like a good sort of crafting show i think it's a lot of fun and yeah. while while they don't necessarily explain a lot all the time to you it you can pick it up by just watching a couple episodes. over time yeah so fortune fire we've been watching it on netflix uh while lauren is talking about hers her detour i'm gonna look up and see if it's on a tv network but yes that go. is fortune fire watch it boom so mine is something that probably a lot of the people listening have seen. I was definitely behind on this one. It is Toy Story 4. <laughs> um, so it's on Disney+, Plus, um, as you probably would assume. It came out in, uh, I believe, summer 2019. And I did not see it because I was on a compound in Ohio. Um, not a cult one, an outdoor theater one. <laughs> yeah, explain that. Pretty close to the same thing. Not really. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't see it when it first came out. Uh, I finally got around to watching it the other night, and it is so good. It's just so cute mm-hmm. and good, and Keanu Reeves is in it. Keanu Reeves is in it. Which is amazing, because I love Keanu Reeves. He's pretty outstanding. He has yeah. a really fun part, for sure. Um, yeah, so plot of Toy Story 4, um, if you've seen the first three Toy Story movies, the first one, or sorry, the third one ends with Andy going to college and giving all of his toys away to uh, a young toddler neighbor of his named Bonnie, uh, who's just, you know, an adorable little girl. Um, so... At the beginning of this movie, we also see that Bo Peep, who is sort of Woody's love interest throughout, um, was, it's it's a flashback to when Andy was a, a younger kid, and Bo Peep was Andy's sister's toy, and Bo Peep was given away, along with her lamp, to, and her, and her sheep, um, to, you know, someone else. Woody thought he would never see her again. Anyway, cutting back to the present, um, Woody is starting to feel like he's getting replaced, Amongst the toys, you know, Jessie is kind of her new favorite. And 
he is trying to figure out how to deal with that. So he sneaks in her backpack and goes with her to kindergarten on her first day. She's very scared. And she makes a new toy out of a spork from the trash named Forky. Forky. Forky, Forky, Forky. Forky's great. I love Forky. Because she has made Forky into a toy, he magically comes to life like the rest of the toys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just a very fun touch. He he really wants to go in the trash. He does. (laughs) For the first few days of his existence. He's a trash boy. (laughs) And Woody just has to guard him. Um, They they are going to go on a road trip. So all the, the whole gang tags along. And basically, Woody ends up finding Bo Peep in an antique store. So mm. there's just all kinds of stuff about, you know, what it means to be, like, what it means to kind of become a mentor, what it means to feel like you are found, you know, feel like you are living the life you're supposed to be living. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's just a, it's a really fun, cute movie. And as someone who grew up on Toy Story and, you know, especially loved the the first two movies, um... Yeah, I just thought this was a really great continuation of that. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there needs to be another Toy Story movie after this. Hmm. I'm sure they probably will eventually. Sure. But I was really happy with how this one ended. I thought it was very charming, and I almost cried. Uh, question for you. Where does it rank amongst the uh, movies? So I think for me, uh, two is still and probably always will be my favorite I would have to see the first one again, I think, to know if this ranks above or below the first one. Hmm. But the third one's definitely my least favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. It's, like, fine. I think the 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 Barbie plot line is really fun. Like, the Barbie and Ken, yeah, you know, Ken being sure. a traitor plot line, I, have, I had a lot of fun with. Totally. But, totally. Um, yeah, I think that four definitely still ranks below two for me, but I don't, I haven't decided if it's above or below one. Okay. Gotcha. However, Keanu Reeves definitely does bump this one up. Sure, 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 sure. Because he's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, check out Toy Story 4 if you haven't seen it. Uh, I know there are also some animated shorts uh, based on Forky. I have not watched them. True. But I've heard those are very cute. They're also on Disney+. Plus. Yep, yep. True, true, true. All righty. That's going to be it for us for our initial segment. However, after a quick musical interlude, we'll be back. <laughs> We will be back reading Micro Pioneers, an excerpt of a pilot by Egidio Conquest. Yes. See you soon. Boom. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light. All right. So we have a couple guest actors here. Uh, the return, I guess, of two of our guest actors. Yeah, you know them. Um, so we have Janine. And then you can introduce yourself, Janine, whenever you are ready. Hello, I'm Janine. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, Janine Florence Santa, that's me. I'm here playing Alva, and I'm very excited. Thanks for having me back, guys. Of hey, course. So Thank you so you much. Back. Yes, yes. And then we also Delightful. have, uh, we've had him on the show a couple times, Tristan. Hello, everyone. It's me, Tristan. Um, I'm, I'm going to be playing the character of uh, Butt, and <laughs> it's an honor to be back on the show. Oh, we're so glad <laughs> to have Thank you so you back. much. Yeah, glad we could get you the character of Butt, Tristan. Yeah, we are, <laughs> we're, we're we're delighted to offer that to you. Yeah, we also oh, have um, Kenny is back. Uh, yes. We had him on when we did. We're never gonna see heaven. Uh, he was the other gangster besides Jackson. 
Um, he is doing some VO for us. He will be playing William. Yes. Um, so, right. but yeah, he's not on this call, but he recorded it separately. So Kenny, if you're listening, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Kenny. And we know you listen actually, cause you comment sometimes and yeah. tell us the shit that you listen. So <laughs> shout out Kenny. Um, so yes, I am Jackson. As you all probably know, I will be reading for the character of Tommy and I will also be reading for the few lines that are Bill. Yes, and I am Lauren. I will be doing action lines and also reading for Cicer One, but I'll be doing some voice modulation with that, so it won't sound like me. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, in that case, in. shall we dive? Let's dive. Let's dive. All right. Let's do it. Oh, wait. I totally forgot. We were going to do a little spiel about the, the first nine pages that we're skipping. Good call. Love okay, you. so basically, this <laughs> script is called Micro Pioneers, and... Okay, so it is about a bunch of kids who get a mysterious package from their older brother who's working for like this big tech company, and um, they are allowed to open the package once they all get straight, like an A on something. An A plus. Yeah, they all have to get an A plus on something. An A plus. So the first two kids come back. Uh, Two of the kids, Tommy and Alva, are twins. Um, They come back. They're so excited they got an A plus, and they're waiting for Butt to get home because he's a little younger and is... um, I think still in, I don't know. He's like comes home on a different bus or something. I don't remember. Um, yes. So <laughs> nice. basically they all finally get A pluses. They're finally able to open this box. And it is pretty similar to a shrink ray called the minimizer. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go. <laughs> Interior minimizer, hangar, continuous. They crash in the runway, blasting a million sparks, almost touching Cicer 1 before stopping. The kids wave hello. The oval-shaped, two-armed, hovering robot waves back. Hello is shown on its built-in screen. The kids dismount from the wrecked spaceship. Sorry about your spaceship, guys. It's going to need some fixing. It's fine. I mean, it was just a piece of plastic ten minutes ago. Hey, my piece of plastic just saved our butts. The spaceship gets lifted by two robotic arms. Other automated tools burst out of the floor fixing it crazy fast. How? Who? What are you? My name is Cicer One. Nice to meet you. What is this place? What happened to our bodies? Are we dead? Well, despite my 55-cubit processor that could generate all the answers you need in less than a femtosecond in every known and unknown language that I could create on the go, I believe I have a video from a special person that will definitely take care of all your burning questions for you guys. The kids never felt more dazed. Okay? Cicer One transmits a video onto a big screen. A person in a white hazmat suit appears. He takes the helmet off. It's the nerdy big brother, William, 20. Big Big brother! brother! Hey, kids. If you're seeing this, it means you're dead. Ah! Kidding. It means you're inside mission control, and you just met Cicer One. Phew. Cicer One waves at the kids. A Vulcanian salute gets displayed on its built-in screen. They smile. This is a secret project I've been working on for a while, and I chose you guys as beta testers. But, uh, what? Beta testers. A beta tester is someone who tests a product before its release on the market. Curiosity intensifies as William transmits an orientation video while Cicer One plays a catchy jingle. The animated events are displayed as William narrates. Meet the Minimizer, the latest high-concept product from Tiny Corporation that, thanks to its special shrinking rays, 
will make you downsize your body to the size of a booger ball. The kids laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Or even up to 10 times smaller than that. Depending on the given mission, the shrinkage level will auto-select accordingly. Your adventures in the microsystem will be provided with basically an infinite amount of vehicles and tools. Thanks to the Minimizer's atomic restructuring rays, you can convert pretty much any toy you've got into a sophisticated piece of technology. Think of cars, bikes, uh, spacecrafts, jetpacks, rocket shoes, gravity gloves, you name it. The kids weep of joy. Your journey will be constantly monitored and documented so we can eventually improve the scalability of the Minimizer software with future updates and maybe bring you down to subatomic level. The kids' jaws drop. And you're going to have so much fun with Cicer One. He will instruct you on the go with everything you need. Be safe and brave out there. The video ends. Speaking of adventures... The system has been scanning the area for all possible important tasks that could be completed before returning to your regular size. Awesome! <laughs> one starts flicking through the missions on the screen. Inner parts of a laptop to fix, a wanted semi-humanoid flea living in solitude on Leia's coat, Nancy's earring dropped and lost in the sewer. Stop! Go back, Sister One. Sister One displays the semi-humanoid fleas manifest again. I think I know this guy. You personally know a flea? I thought I was hallucinating at first, but but we totally stared at each other for a moment when we were fleeing from Leah. Interior living room, day. Flashback. A six-legged semi-humanoid flea on Leia's sniffer watches the spaceship dodging the bite. But notices the semi-humanoid flea and they exchange a squinting look a la Sergio Leone. Interior minimizer. Hangar continuous. Present. I thought Dad got rid of Leia's fleas long ago. You mean that day Mom told him to go to the store to buy some flea spray, but he came back with tons of dog toys instead? Interior living room day. Flashback. The garage door bursts open. Samuel enters the living room with a mountain of gift-wrapped presents in his hands. You're right! He even made them gift-wrapped! Who's a good girl? An excited Leia jumps straight into the gifts. Interior minimizer hanger continuous. Present. Alva face palms. Let's get this guy! Wait a sec! We We accept accept the the mission! mission. Alva huffs in disappointment. (sighs) Blinking on the screen, loading mission instructions. Excellent. Put the palm of your right hand on my screen to accept. We don't know what this is about. I just can't wait! Tommy and Butt slam their palms on Cicer One's screen. Alva is still on the fence. You just can't wait to get eaten, can you? Come on, sis, it'll be fun. How do we even land on Leia? The spaceship is dropped back, shiny and as good as new. Let me take you for a ride. Alva sighs, puts her palm on the screen, triggering an 8-bit sound and green screen reading, Mission confirmed! Dynamite! Everybody take your seats and put your headphones on. Let's roll! The kids follow the orders. Tommy starts the engine. Sister One goes behind mission control panels. Can you hear me, Sister One? Sister One appears on the cockpit display. Five by five, Captain Tommy. Guys? Alva and Butt give the thumbs up. Buckle up. All systems go. The kids fasten their seatbelts. The helmets come down and auto-buckle on their heads. The protective canopy seals. Wheels up in ten, nine, eight... The rumble of the revving engine increases exponentially. 
Interior living room day. The white-haired, ultra-wrinkled, bespectacled Grandpa Bill, pushing a century, walks in. Nancy? Sam? Kids? He finds the minimizer in the middle of the carpet. What is this gizmo now? Bill lifts the minimizer at eye level to inspect it. Interior minimizer continuous. On the cockpit, the screen displays a progress bar getting filled with green notches at 50% and counting. Seven, six, five. Everything inside the minimizer shakes. Bill's big, inquisitive peepers terrify the kids from the outside. Quake! Hi there, Grandpa Bill! The aperture faces down. The spaceship hasn't acquired enough power yet. Inertially buffeted towards the exit. Take no, off! No, no, no! Scissor One, do something! You're in the hands of Newton! Who? I'm pretty sure that's Grandpa Bill. The spaceship is ejected outside to interior living room continuous, where it continues its freefall, spinning with Bill's never-ending legs in the background. Tommy's eyes shut in terror. The progress shows 90%. They're about to crash. Screams. Three. The progress bar reports 95%. Two. The propeller level is released and upright, red-colored. One. The progress bar reads 100%. The propeller level turns green. Full throttle! Tommy opens his eyes and pushes the lever forward with both hands. The spaceship speeds up and away above giant grandpa. I take that back. This was a close call. Bill picks up Butt's second spaceship from the ground, puts it in his pocket, and goes upstairs with the minimizer. Sister One, I believe you're getting moved upstairs. Which is, coincidentally, where Leia is located now. We should have stayed inside the minimizer and left once there. Did you forget we've been quaked away? I can only imagine the level of shakiness now, while Grandpa's walking with the minimizer. Interior minimizer, mission control continuous. The room is smoothly wobbling in every direction, pushed and supported by pneumatic shock absorbers from every side. It's fine. I've activated the pneumatic stabilizers. They're awesome. Really? Couldn't you have done it before? Hey, this is as new to me as it is to you guys. But you're a robot. So? Interior living room spaceship continuous. Alva's eyes widen, terrorized. Uncanny valley. Guys, why don't we just cut this shilly-shally and take this baby for a serious ride? Tommy ultra speeds away, leaving a trail of haulers behind. Interior first floor, twins bedroom, moments later. Bill knocks on the door and pops his head in. Kids? Are you in here? He ventures in. The room is diagonally divided, sky blue and lilac. All walls are covered with superhero posters. Piles of comics and action figures scattered everywhere. Bill puts the minimizer on a desk. He notices Alva's unfinished costume on her bed and an open notebook. He flicks through the pages to see some sketches of some superhero costumes she designed for her, Tommy, and Butt. Interior corridor, outside the twins' room, continuous. Bzzz! Flashes from the twins' room. Bill screams loudly. Interior house, moments later. Tommy takes the spaceship through every single crack, cranny, and gap within eyesight. He tucks into the keyhole of a door to... Kitchen. And towards a wooden bowl of fruit on the counter where he navigates amongst lemons, oranges, apples, and in between the narrow intersections of a pineapple. The ship maneuvers across a forest of rocket salad, salami, and fries sitting on a slice of pizza over the microwave. Tommy flies the oily, dirty spaceship straight into a drop of water coming out of the sink, 
catching it in midair with a big cleaning splash. This is fun! Um, Sister One, have you obtained Leia's position yet? Affirmative. She is currently storing vitamin D on the terrace. A 3D map of the house appears on Tommy's screen, with Leia's location flagged in red. Her status reads, offline. She's napping! Should be a steady descent this time. I guess? To the first floor and but beyond! They go back to the living room and up the giant stairs to... Interior first floor corridor, continuous. I have to inform you guys about the Minimizer's new location. I assume it's in a room now? Correct, Admiral Alva. Also, I believe we might have a new teeny tiny problem. (laughs) Alva smirks. Did you hear that, Tommy? I'm an Admiral. We should trade seats. Interior Minimizer, Mission Control, continuous. Scissor One flips 180 degrees upside down and displays a disappointed emoji on its body screen. Interior first floor corridor, continuous. Calm down, cuz. We don't belong to any particular power structure. We don't know if you would outrank Tommy or not. Right, Scissor One? That would be correct, Commander Butt. I'm a commander? Butt tears off his helmet and pulls Tommy by the shoulders. Let me pilot this thing. Hey, sit down. It's not safe. It's my spaceship after all, remember? Tommy is hesitant, then gets out of his seat to please Butt. Fine. Just follow a straight line, okay? They trade seats. Butt's eyes light up in excitement. (laughs) Oh, this is awesome. Butt brusquely points downwards. A horizontal straight line. Okay, enough. Tommy, get back in the pilot street! Hey, have you ever wondered how a, how the inside of a laptop looks? But, but no! no! But flies the spaceship towards a USB port into interior laptop continuous, where he pops the lights on and performs dangerous tricks among the components, coming out from the other side through the headphone jack in mint condition back to interior corridor continuous, happy as a clam and with the twins as pale as death. That's it? Funny games are over. Come back next to me. Now! Butt looks disappointed. Okay, but when the mission is over, this is coming back in my pocket. They trade seats again and fly through an open door to Exterior Terrace Continuous, where Leia sunbathes in the middle. The colossal setting sun looks like it's about to collide with Earth. The neighborhood houses would put New York skyline to shame. It's galactic. I feel so small. I could annoy a fly for once and not the other way around. But, butterfly! Butterflies are not annoying. They're majestic, beautiful creatures. No, but, er, fly, right ahead. Turn! A colliding behemothic butterfly hurls the spacecraft away with a tremendous flap, making it spin uncontrollably towards the ground. They shout through the strident alarm. Endgame, guys! It's but been an honor! I hope they will scream Galactic Doom, the return of the last true fallen knight of the old lunar empire in heaven! Tommy does his best to correct the spinning spaceship. He manages to point it towards Leia, but it is completely spun out of control. Guys, you're spinning down! No way, Sister One! Might as well tell us we're gonna die! You're actually going to. What? what? Kidding! Three, two, one... Pow! The canopy pops open, ejecting the kids out like rockets, earphones and helmets still attached. They swing in midair with their parachutes, assisted via radio by Sister One. Are you okay, guys? I had, like, two heart attacks in a row, but I'm fine. 
Impossible at your age. And your stats say you're just slightly agitated. We're gonna work on your sarcasm receptors when this mission is over. If we're still alive. The spaceship crashes on Leia, followed by an actual explosion and micro-mushroom cloud. Faces of true despair. Fantastic! How are we gonna land now? Your parachutes are connected to the spaceship's GPS, which has survived the crash. You're going to be automatically attracted to it. Leia scratches herself, trashing away all the debris. And there it goes. Awesome. Now we're in the hands of Newton. Again. Sister One, can you do anything? I'm to- I mean, manual contra- land together is not guaranteed. Radio silence. Sister One? All its communications go through a receiver in the spaceship. No spaceship, no radio. No Sister One. We're on our own. Leia's surface extends progressively as Alva, Tommy, and Butt descend slowly with an uncertain fate. Pop to black. To be continued. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light? We are here today with our writer of the week, Edgy Conkas. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. How you doing, guys? How Weird. is Hollywood today? Uh, <laughs> Hollywood is, it's doing all right. It's, it's actually kind of cold. Yeah. I mean, besides the box office, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. No, yeah, it's it's surprisingly a little bit cold today, which is new oh. for us. So we are, um, we're, we're kind of taking that in and uh, trying to handle it. Uh, Lauren and I are both originally from North Carolina. So it's like, we're used to a little oh. bit of cold, but uh, it's been a while since we've experienced it. So have to adjust. Oh, um, cool. Where are you calling us from today, by the way? Just um, just to let everyone know. Well, I'm calling you from from Italy, from a small town in the middle of nowhere, on <laughs> an island, uh, which is uh, Sardinia. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. I actually don't think we've had anyone from Italy on our show yet, Not right? Yet. Yeah, um, you're our first one. Yeah. So first so congratulations, uh, marking <laughs> off another another dot on our uh, green light map, if you will. Uh, and also, thank you for doing this so late, by the way. You know, I get off work at, at 5 out here in California, and you said it was, what, 2.30 for you? It, it's 2.30, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a night person anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a night owl. I'm a night owl wearing a Jedi robe. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, so thank you so much for, for being accommodating with us. We really appreciate no, no it, problem. man. No problem. Yeah. yeah, so... This is one of our questions that we like to ask all of our writers. Uh, give us okay. your writer origin story. How did you get started? Oh, oh wow. Um, I think um, it, it retraces way, way, way back, like when I was a little kid. Um, you know, we're looking at, at those movies um, every day with my VCR. Uh, I, know, I don't know if you guys had lived through VCR or went straight to DVD. You guys oh, are yeah. so young and awesome. Oh, thank you. No, yeah, we definitely lived through VCR. Yeah, I have I some fond memories of VCR. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, watching those films every day, longing to be part of those uh, stories, you know, especially when uh, you watch another child actor of your age and you think, hey, I, I want to do that. I can <laughs> do that. Can I? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that um, the gas stuck in me for a while, then kind of intensified in high school. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about acting thoughts. 
but then quickly, uh, you know, reality slapped me in the face, uh, realizing, okay, I will never have Hollywood that way. I mean, through acting, uh, especially from here, from my bedroom in this remote town, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere again. So yeah, the dream stayed anyway, um, and it transformed, like, you know, evolving and now thinking, hey, I can, I can still be part of those movies if I want. I can still be part of the filmmaking world. And uh, I can still reach Hollywood from my bedroom. And I'm going to do that thing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, typing away at my keyboard, whatever fucking story I want and send it out anyway. Uh, and here we are. And I don't know, you guys are leaving proof that this is not only possible, uh, but it's pure magic. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, uh, just to think, you know, two young actors from the other side of the world, from freaking Hollywood, uh, from <laughs> LA, just table read out loud my script, voicing my characters, uh, you know, making them human and humane. It just, it's, it's just magic. And uh, it definitely the best thing that has ever happened to me. Uh, you guys changed my 2001, 2021 already. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's so <laughs> nice, man. I know, I know it's, just, it's just January. I, I should keep my mouth shut, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, after that 2020, which, you know, doesn't even have, doesn't even need an adjective to be described. Yeah. <laughs> after the pandemic, you know, uh, the lockdowns, uh, the gray, boring days, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, shitty stuff that has happened to me. Like, uh, I don't know, I, I lost money on Bitcoin. I lost muscle gains because jeans are closed. Uh, I don't know, I had an outbreak, you, you guys. Wow, um, yeah. Well, actually, two outbreaks, full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> and then you guys came along, you know, on their rescue, taking all that away uh, from me, trashing it away and pumping my ego. You know, so bad. and I needed this. I needed this. Uh, thank you guys, and I love you guys for real. I'm not. Oh, thanks, well, honestly, man. it's it's really magical on our end that you know we're able to talk to writers from across the world. You know, because yeah. definitely most of our writers are from the U.S., but it's always really cool whenever we get a submission from someone on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah I, re I remember you had uh, uh, an Indian guy, a guy from India. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I actually discovered you guys because of him. Oh. Really? Wow. Yeah, th through Reddit. I read uh, his story and I thought, oh, let's see um, if I can send these guys uh, my work. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and we, we really, really enjoyed reading, uh, reading your pilot. Um, and for everyone listening, oh, you. you know, he actually sent us two pilots. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just had a great time with both of them, but yeah. um, this one is just so much fun. So yeah, let's we get had into so much fun reading it. And yeah, uh, so let's do that. And also, one quick thing: Reddit has been actually an incredible resource for us. Reddit for sure. really has finding so, writers. And yeah, everything. exactly. So shout out Reddit in that respect. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so let yeah let's jump into so, some questions about the script. Um, oh. So there's oh, yeah. just so much personality in this script, which I love. And obviously oh, the characters you. have such big personalities, but most notably I found a lot of personality in the action lines. And like, I feel oh. like some scripts are very like by the book when it comes to action lines, like only writing yeah. literally what is happening, but you did a little bit more. So I would love to hear you talk about your writing style and why you chose to write in such an animated way, uh, even when it comes to these action lines. 
Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I really have um, um, an actual answer for that. Um, no yeah. worries at You're all. You're just a fun guy in general. Yeah. So that uh, it yeah, must have just come through. It, you know, yeah. Probably uh, when you have, you know, inspiration uh, from comedy, uh, I, I think it shows in the action lines too, you know. Yeah, for totally. Sure. I mean, for, for, for us, you know, Lauren and I read a lot of scripts. And so to, to have something that we can enjoy, even when we're reading the action lines is, is a breath of fresh air. So yeah. it's, it, that, that's something that I know I really enjoy when I'm reading scripts. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So in this pilot, we can see three distinct characters in these kids, uh, Tommy, Alva, and Butt. So these <laughs> characters are forming, they're sort of taking on their roles in the group. How do yeah. you see each of them growing over the course of a series? Uh, you know, I think definitely there will be a sort of uh, a, a character development uh, for Bud. He's, uh, uh, he's definitely going to be more and more courageous, uh, you know. Uh, and he kind of started to, 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 show, to show courage in, in the pilot too. For everybody is uh everything is is kind of new to them and i think they're gonna they're gonna find that uh find out that uh, as they go yeah absolutely i think that their situation sort of forces them in that so i think it'll be really cool to see how they how they deal with all these new things um yeah because so you know it's too uh you know it's too strange uh of a situation for them so they're definitely gonna have to adjust to every single uh you know, crazy new thing every day. Yeah, so sure. I think that actually leads really well into our next question. Uh, so one of the things we love about stories like this when when people become tiny is how like sometimes these cuddly, like non-threatening things suddenly become very scary. So exactly, for instance, yeah. we have like Leia the dog and we have a butterfly. Yeah. Um, what exactly. other things do you imagine becoming huge obstacles uh, uh, for, the, for these kids in like the future series or just in general when you when you become tiny? This is kind of weird. I have a herm hermit crab at home. Aww. I'm Aww. a hermit crab owner. Uh, and so I always uh, I always wanted to create a story about them going in, you know, the tank and kind of having to, you know, either helping, you know, the hermit crab uh, out of a situation or, or things like that. But yeah, and generally I, I still didn't have uh, plan everything for the future. Totally. Uh, but yeah, definitely I will have to because, you know, you know, ultimately the show is going to have a lot of, uh, of insects as protagonists. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you guys read part two. The pilot is, you know, divided into parts, parts mm -hmm. one and part right. two. And uh, you're going to have a glimpse of the, of the future definitely in the part two. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I think Lauren's read part two, but I have not read part yeah. two. Well, so and yeah, to, for, for everyone listening, you know, obviously, because uh, <laughs> we always do the script reading before the interview. So, you know, if you're listening, you've already heard an excerpt of part one. Yeah. But again, if you are interested in reading part two or even just reading the rest of part one, um, feel free to, you know, contact Edgy. Uh, his email's in the description yep. to read the rest of that. Mm -hmm. So... I want to know what's the deal with Bill and also their parents. Um, so, for example, later in the series, do they ever join the kids? Do they ever shrink too? Um, or, you know, is Bill just going to keep causing chaos? 
I think I I I would never want the the parents to actually know what's going on. Mm. So I think I always wanted to keep this a secret between them and the grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, that seems sweet. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it, it sticks with like the sort of the the children's TV show sort of tropes of how having parents who are a little bit naive to what their kids are oblivious. doing. Oblivious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a really fun a fun way of doing that. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of Bill, uh, there's a really nice moment where he's looking for the three kids and he stumbles on some of Alva's drawings of all of them in superhero suits. So oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about, you know, that side of Alva. Like, are they, are they going to become big superheroes unbeknownst to their parents? Are they going to have the super cool spandex outfits? There's definitely going to be some super cool spandex outfits. <laughs> uh, I actually introduced them in part two. Uh, in the final scene, uh, you actually get to see the very cool um, outfits, which are based uh uh, on uh, Alva's designs. That's awesome. Uh, so, okay, another question. Uh, this is, I guess, sort of about the terminology involved. <laughs> but so, this shrinking device is called the minimizer. The minimizer, yeah. So, I guess in my head, as soon as I heard that there was a minimizer, I thought maybe in this universe there's a maximizer too. Oh. So I was wondering, you know, are <laughs> are are there any plans in the works for there to be like villains who have a maximizer or you know does that ever come into play in your mind uh well not this particular uh device you just uh mentioned but you know i always thought that the minimizer itself uh is gonna definitely have uh some updates in the future either via software or hardware and uh so i think uh, throughout the series or in the future uh it's definitely gonna be capable of doing uh, more than just minimize the kids so yeah why not maybe maybe there will be some kind of maximizing uh <laughs> update in the future yeah cool. yeah we're just throwing ideas at you you know yeah. we, we, we yeah, like this a lot you. yeah, Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write that down yeah <laughs> the first one's free <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. just kidding um, so uh do you have like a dream place where this will be uh where this would be shown like do you dream of it being on like like a disney channel or nickelodeon cartoon network type thing or do you imagine it more as like a streaming series or like a web series or something like that do you have anything in mind um i definitely um i definitely seen some cool cartoons on netflix mm. uh there is one specific cartoon uh, there called uh, "The Last Kids on Earth," um, and I would I would want I would love my uh, my show to have that tone. So I think Netflix would be uh, you know the perfect home for something like that. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. More of a hypothetical question. I think Netflix would do a good job with this for sure. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't know a, t a whole lot about the creative process with Netflix, but from what I understand, they give like creators a lot of like liberty and like allow them to sort of run with their ideas. So I, it, it seems like it would be a cool place just to have anything on, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, those are most of our script questions. We're going to get into a bit of a personal questions. However, okay. most of them are Some script of them are adjacent. Related to the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. including this first one uh, so we were just wondering 
Have you ever seen the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was I was very uh, I, I was a little kid, and uh, again, I probably had uh, you know the VHS of, of that movie or movies. I think there were two or something. Yeah. I think there were multiple. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, I was yeah I was fixated as a kid with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that that's something that I know. Uh, uh, Lauren came to me when she read this, and she was like, "Oh yeah, and, reminds and me of making, I shrunk the kids." <laughs> they are, yeah, they are actually making a, rem- a remake. Of that. Are they really? Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, well, you that's know, I read that. Yeah, <laughs> I think the thing that's fun with this script that makes it very different is that you know the parents are oblivious in this one, like whereas in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, it's all about the dad creating some invention that shrinks the kids. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is yeah. completely separate and the parents don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 It really gives the kids a lot of time to shine, which I think is very fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, exactly. I, I, I actually thought of another script related question now that we're uh, talking about it. Um, the, uh, you know, sometimes I find that, that, scripts that are centered around kids it really makes or breaks whether I like the kids or not and I feel like in this script I really liked the kids and they were really fun and they were also really smart so uh did you have any process for like writing them to make them you know interesting to both a kid and an adult audience how did that sort of work for you I think that uh I'm I actually wrote this animated show um even have a sort of cathartic uh experiment like you know when usually you have when you when you write about real life you can find a lot of barriers that drag your creativity but with animation you literally have you know uh, a clean slate you you know ready to be filled with whatever comes in your mind uh so i just in a way i was aware that was that i was writing uh, a, a cartoon by but i always wanted to you know treat everybody like I was writing some uh well not some drama but uh <laughs> not you know kid stuff mm-hmm, you know? sure so maybe that's that's why you you can see some uh some of those things in the writing yeah absolutely sure. that makes a lot of sense I mean yeah I think the kids you know they definitely feel real while also still feeling very fun yeah uh so this is just a little bit of a fun question um if you were one of these kids and got to use the minimizer, what would you want to do first as a, a tiny, tiny person, a tiny version of yourself? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, uh, naming again that uh, funny little animal that I have uh, here, you know, the, the hermit crab. Yeah. Uh, probably would be cool to go, you know, inside the tank, uh, you know, there is sand in there and the two pools, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a coconut shell as hideout, um, you know, you know, some, uh, you know, sand and, you know, soft moss as substrate. I would definitely throw a party in there, you know, you know, I would definitely throw uh, the coolest party ever in there, like with my friends, everybody, you guys are invited. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm excited for that some, party, man. <laughs> we can put some music on, you know, uh, we can swim in the pools and, well, we, we have to clean them first because they're kind of dirty, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that would be, you know, definitely fun. 
party with the hermit crabs. That sounds sweet. I'm yeah. Down. Yeah. Well, you know, that actually leads into our next question pretty well because at <laughs> a party, it? you also need to have food. Ah, there you go. So good segue. <laughs> what do Americans get wrong about Italian food? Probably the way uh spaghetti and pasta is cooked or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Well, how, how do you think it's cooked differently in Italy than it is in the States? I don't know if you guys, uh, well, probably you guys cook it the right way. I don't know, but I often <laughs> see, I often see, uh, you know, people um, throwing the pasta uh, in the water uh, right away in, instead of, you know, uh, waiting for it, for the water to boil. Oh, um, wow. Okay, yeah, we do do it the right way then. We wait. (laughs) Oh, oh, thankfully, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good, yeah. So if you're listening, let your water boil before you throw your pasta in. That's right. Okay. (laughs) All of you out there, wait. (laughs) Be patient, please. Uh, All right, yeah, we have one more question for you. Um, So we we do this segment at the beginning of our show. It sounds like you've listened before, so um, uh, that's cool. But a detour of the week where we sort of talk about just something that we've watched, like a TV show or a movie that we would recommend to people. So uh, what is your detour of the week? What's something that you've watched that you would recommend to everyone listening? Um, I'm actually uh, watching a TV show. Uh, I started yesterday and I have seen already seven episodes. Uh, <laughs> well, so I'm kind of uh, binge watching the whole thing. It's called I'm Done and uh, it's, on, uh, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard of that actually. I haven't either. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, totally. What's it about? It's about um, a girl who get who gets stuck you know, between uh, uh, our realm and uh, and the death realm, you know, sort of uh, of of um, of time loop. Sure. Huh. Wow, that sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I can't believe I haven't heard of that. Yeah. But I always feel like with Amazon, like I always feel like if I'm looking for something to watch, my immediate instinct is to go to like Netflix or Hulu. And I always forget that Amazon has so many good things to watch. Yeah. So I need yeah. to I need to get on that more. Yeah. Uh, but well, that is it for us. Yeah. So like we said before, if you want to get in contact with Edgy, his email is in the description below. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug or talk about before uh, we end the interview? Yeah, um, you know, my only question is uh, if you guys would ever, you know, uh, do a, a YouTube channel with uh, what you're doing now, but, you know, the video version of a table reading. Yeah, no, I yeah, mean, that's totally. definitely something we'd be interested in doing in yeah. the future, for sure. Once once we can have actors in the same room, maybe we can record yeah. the audio and video at the same time. You yeah, know? I but, think that I, I do think that would be a really cool thing. And I think it would open up a lot, a lot of opportunities for editing and, and different things like that. But yeah, right, like with the resources we have right now, and unfortunately, the time we have, because we wish this was our full time job. <laughs> However, it unfortunately is not. So um, yeah, hopefully one day we, we can make that a reality. But yeah. yeah, right now we're sticking purely audio. I will say yeah. eventually, too, I I'd, I'd love to eventually do, you know, live versions of this where yeah, we can cool. actually have table reads, you know, literally going to a staged reading like you yeah. would pre-pandemic. Yeah. But whenever yeah, whenever theater we'll returns, which who knows when. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all we have. Uh, yeah, thanks thank so you much. so much for joining us, staying up late to yeah. talk to us tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys.
Yeah. And, and thank you for all the kind words as well that you said at the beginning of the episode. You know, that's something that we really appreciate and, and value. So we're, we're uh, we thank you very much. And thank you again for coming on, man. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Well, you too, guys. Bye bye.